Act five of Measure for Measure by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act five, scene one, the city gate. Mariana, veiled, Isabella, and Friar Peter at their stand. Enter Duke, various, lords, Angelo, Aeschylus, Lucio, provost officers and citizens at several doors my very worthy cousin fairly met our old and faithful friend we are glad to see you happy return be to your royal grace many and hearty thankings to you both we have made inquiry of you and we hear such goodness of your justice that our soul cannot but yield you forth to public thanks forerunning more requital you make my bonds still greater oh your desert speaks loud and i should wrong it to lock it in the wards of covered bosom when it deserves with characters of brass afforded residence gainst the tooth of time and razier of oblivion give me your hand and let the subject see to make them know that outward courtesies would fain proclaim favours that keep within come aeschylus you must walk by us on our other hand and good supporters are you friar peter and isabella come forward now is your time speak loud and kneel before him justice o royal duke veil your regard upon a wronged i would fain have said a maid a worthy prince dishonour not your eye by throwing it on any other object till you have heard me in my true complaint and given me justice 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 relate your wrongs in what by whom be brief here is lord angelo shall give you justice reveal yourself to him o worthy duke you bid me seek redemption of the devil hear me yourself for that which i must speak must either punish me not being believed or wring redress from you hear me oh hear me here my lord her wits i fear me are not firm she hath been a suitor to me for a brother cut off by course of justice by course of justice and she will speak most bitterly and strange most strange but yet most truly will i speak that angelo's forsworn is it not strange that angelo's a murderer is it not strange that angelo is an adulterous thief a hypocrite a virgin violator is it not strange and strange nay it is ten times strange it is not truer he is angelo than this is all as true as it is strange nay it is ten times true for truth is truth to the end of reckoning away with her poor soul she speaks this in the infirmity of sense o prince i conjure thee as thou believest there is another comfort than this world that thou neglect me not with that opinion that i am touched with madness make not impossible that which but seems unlike tis not impossible but one the wickedst caitiff on the ground may seem as shy as grave as just as absolute as angelo even so may angelo in all his dressings characters titles forms 
be an arch villain believe it royal prince if he be less he is nothing but he is more had i more name for badness by mine honesty if she be mad as i believe no other her madness hath the oddest frame of sense such a dependency of thing on thing as e'er i heard in madness o oh, gracious duke harp not on that nor do not banish reason for inequality but let your reason serve to make the truth appear where it seems hid and hide the false seem true many that are not mad have sure more lack of reason what would you say i am the sister of one claudio condemned upon the act of fornication to lose his head condemned by angelo i in probation of a sisterhood was sent to by my brother one lucio as then the messenger that's i and like your grace i came to her from claudio and desired her to try her gracious fortune with lord angelo for her poor brother's pardon that's he indeed you were not bid to speak no my good lord nor wish to hold my peace i wish you now then pray you take note of it and when you have a business for yourself pray heaven you then be perfect i warrant your honour the warrants for yourself take heed to it this gentleman told somewhat of my tale right it may be right but you are at the wrong to speak before your time proceed i went to this pernicious caitiff deputy that's somewhat madly spoken pardon it the phrase is to the matter mend it again the matter proceed in brief to set the needless process by how i persuaded how i prayed and kneeled how he refelled me and how i replied for this was of much length the vile conclusion i now begin with grief and shame to utter he would not but by gift of my chaste body to his concupiscible intemperate lust release my brother and after much debatement my sisterly remorse confutes mine honour and i did yield to him but the next morn betimes his purpose surfeiting he sends a warrant for my poor brother's head this is most likely oh that it were as like as it is true by heaven fond wretch thou knowest not what thou speakest or else thou art suborned against his honour in hateful practice first his integrity stands without blemish next it imports no reason that with such vehemency he should pursue faults proper to himself if he had so offended he would have weighed thy brother by himself and not have cut him off some one hath set you on confess the truth and say by whose advice thou camest here to complain and is this all then o oh, you blessed ministers above keep me in patience and with ripened time unfold the evil which is here wrapped up in countenance heaven shield your grace from woe as i thus wronged hence unbelieved go i know you'll fain be gone an officer to prison with her shall we thus permit a blasting and a scandalous breath to fall on him so near us this needs must be a practice 
who knew of your intent and coming hither one that i would were here friar lodovic a ghostly father belike who knows that lodowick my lord i know him tis a meddling friar i do not like the man had he been lay my lord for certain words he spake against your grace in your retirement i had swinged him soundly words against me this is a good friar belike and to set on this wretched woman here against our substitute let this friar be found but yesternight my lord she and that friar i saw them at the prison a saucy friar a very scurvy fellow blessed be your royal grace oh, i have stood by my lord and i have heard your royal ear abused first had this woman most wrongfully accused your substitute who is as free from touch or soil with her as she from one ungot we did believe no less know you that friar lodowick that she speaks of i know him for a man divine and holy not scurvy nor a temporary meddler as he's reported by this gentleman and on my trust a man that never yet did as he vouches misreport your grace my lord most villainously believe it well he in time may come to clear himself but at this instant he is sick my lord of a strange fever upon his mere request being come to a knowledge that there was complaint intended against lord angelo came i hither to speak as from his mouth what he doth know is true and false and what he with his oath and all probation will make up full clear whensoever he's convented first for this woman to justify this worthy nobleman so vulgarly and personally accused her shall you hear disproved to her eyes till she herself confess it good friar let's hear it isabella is carried off guarded and mariana comes forward do you not smile at this lord angelo o oh, heaven the vanity of wretched fools give us some seats come cousin angelo in this i'll be impartial be you judge of your own cause is this the witness friar first let us show her face and after speak pardon my lord i will not show my face until my husband bid me what are you married no my lord are you a maid no my lord a widow then neither my lord why you are nothing then neither maid widow nor wife my lord she may be a punk for many of them are neither maid widow nor wife silence that fellow i would he had some cause to prattle for himself well my lord my lord i do confess i never was married and i confess besides i am no maid i have known my husband yet my husband knows not that ever he knew me he was drunk then my lord it can be no better for the benefit of silence would thou wert so too well my lord there is no witness for lord angelo now i come to it my lord she that accuses him of fornication in self-same manner doth accuse my husband and charges him my lord with such a time when i'll depose i had him in mine arms with all the effect of love charges she more than me not that i know no you say your husband 
why just my lord and that is angelo who thinks he knows that he never knew my body but knows he thinks that he knows isabel's this is a strange abuse let's see thy face my husband bids me now i will unmask unveiling this is that face thou cruel angelo which once thou sworest was worth the looking on this is the hand which with a vowed contract was fast be locked in thine this is the body that took away the match from isabel and did supply thee at thy garden-house in her imagined person know you this woman carnally she says sirrah no more enough my lord my lord i must confess i know this woman in five years since there was some speech of marriage betwixt myself and her which was broke off partly for that her promised proportions came short of composition but in chief for that her reputation was disvalued in levity since which time of five years i never spake with her saw her nor heard from her upon my faith and honour noble prince as there comes light from heaven and words from breath as there is sense in truth and truth in virtue i am affianced this man's wife as strongly as words could make up vows and my good lord but tuesday night last gone in his garden-house he knew me as a wife as this is true let me in safety raise me from my knees or else forever be confixed here a marble monument i did but smile till now now good my lord give me the scope of justice my patience here is touched i do perceive these poor informal women are no more but instruments of some more mightier member that sets them on let me have way my lord to find this practice out nay with my heart and punish them to your height of pleasure thou foolish friar and thou pernicious woman compact with her that's gone thinkest thou thy oaths though they would swear down each particular saint were testimonies against his worth and credit that sealed in approbation you lord aeschylus sit with my cousin lend him your kind pains to find out this abuse whence tis derived there is another friar that set them on let him be sent for would he were here my lord for he indeed has set the women on to this complaint your provost knows the place where he abides and he may fetch him go do it instantly exit provost and you my noble and well-warranted cousin whom it concerns to hear this matter forth do with your injuries as seems you best in any chastisement i for a while will leave you but stir not you till you have well determined upon these slanderers my lord will do it thoroughly exit duke signor lucio did not you say you knew that friar lodovic to be a dishonest person Hucullus non facet menoctum honest in nothing but in his clothes and one that hath spoke most villainous speeches of the duke we shall entreat you to abide here till he come and enforce them against him 
we shall find this friar a notable fellow as any in vienna on my word call that same isabel here once again i would speak with her exit an attendant pray you my lord give me leave to question you shall see how i'll handle her not better than he by her own report say you marry sir i think if you handled her privately she would sooner confess perchance publicly she'll be ashamed i will go darkly to work with her that's the way for women are light at midnight re-enter officers with isabella and provost with the duke in his friar's habit come on mistress here's a gentlewoman denies all that you have said my lord here comes the rascal i spoke of here with the provost in very good time speak not you to him till we call upon you mum come sir did you set these women on to slander lord angelo they have confessed you did tis false how know you where you are respect to your great place and let the devil be sometime honoured for his burning throne where is the duke tis he should hear me speak the duke's in us and we will hear you speak look you speak justly boldly at least but o oh, poor souls come you to seek the lamb here of the fox good night to your redress is the duke gone then is your cause gone too the duke's unjust thus to retort your manifest appeal and put your trial in the villain's mouth which here you come to accuse this is the rascal this is he i spoke of why thou unreverend and unhallowed friar is not enough thou hast suborned these women to accuse this worthy man but in foul mouth and in the witness of his proper ear to call him villain and then to glance from him to the duke himself to tax him with injustice take him hence to the wreck with him we'll touse you joint by joint but we will know his purpose what unjust be not so hot the duke dare no more stretch this finger of mine than he dare rack his own his subject am i not nor here provincial my business in this state made me a looker-on here in vienna where i have seen corruption boil and bubble till it all run the stew lords for all faults but faults so countenanced that the strong statutes stand like the forfeits in a barber's shop as much in mock as mark slander to the state away with him to prison what can you vouch against him signor lucio is this the man that you did tell us of tis he my lord come hither goodman bald pate do you know me i remember you sir by the sound of your voice i met you at the prison in the absence of the duke oh did you so and do you remember what you said of the duke most notedly sir do you so sir and was the duke a fleshmonger a fool and a coward as you then reported him to be you must sir change persons with me ere you make that my report you indeed spoke so of him and much more much worse oh thou 
damnable fellow did not i pluck thee by the nose for thy speeches i protest i love the duke as i love myself hark how the villain would close now after his treasonable abuses such a fellow is not to be talked withal away with him to prison where is the provost away with him to prison lay bolts enough upon him let him speak no more away with those giglets too and with the other confederate companion duke to provost stay sir stay a while what resists he help him lucio come sir come sir come sir foe sir why you bald pated lying rascal you must be hooded must you show your knave's visage with a pox to you show your sheep biting face and be hanged an hour wilt not off <gasps> pulls off the friar's hood and discovers the duke thou art the first knave that e'er madest a duke first provost let me bail these gentle three to lucio sneak not away sir for the friar and you must have a word anon lay hold on him this may prove worse than hanging duke to aeschylus what you have spoken i pardon sit you down we'll borrow place of him to angelo sir by your leave hast thou or word or wit or impudence that yet can do thee office if thou hast rely upon it till my tale be heard and hold no longer out oh my dread lord i should be guiltier than my guiltiness to think i can be undiscernible when i perceive your grace like power divine hath looked upon my passes then good prince no longer session hold upon my shame but let my trial be mine own confession immediate sentence then and sequent death is all the grace i beg come hither mariana say wast thou e'er contracted to this woman i was my lord go take her hence and marry her instantly do you the office friar which consummate return him here again go with him provost exeunt angelo mariana friar peter and provost my lord i am more amazed at his dishonour than at the strangeness of it come hither isabel your friar is now your prince as i was then advertising and holy to your business not changing heart with habit i am still attorneyed at your service oh give me pardon that i your vassal have employed and pained your unknown sovereignty you are pardoned isabel and now dear maid be you as free to us your brother's death i know sits at your heart and you may marvel why i obscured myself labouring to save his life and would not rather make rash remonstrance of my hidden power than let him so be lost o oh, most kind maid it was the swift celerity of his death which i did think with slower foot came on than brained my purpose but peace be with him that life is better life past fearing death than that which lives to fear make it your comfort so happy is your brother i do my lord re-enter angelo mariana friar peter and provost for this new married man approaching here whose salt imagination yet hath wronged your well-defended honour you must pardon for mariana's sake 
but as he had judged your brother being criminal in double violation of sacred chastity and of promise breach thereon dependent for your brother's life the very mercy of the law cries out most audible even from his proper tongue an angelo for claudio death for death haste still pays haste and leisure answers leisure like doth quit like and measure still for measure then angelo thy faults thus manifested which though thou wouldst deny denies thee vantage we do condemn thee to the very block where claudio stooped to death and with like haste away with him o oh, my most gracious lord i hope you will not mock me with a husband it is your husband mocked you with a husband consenting to the safeguard of your honour i thought your marriage fit else imputation for that he knew you might reproach your life and choke you good to come for his possessions although by confiscation they are ours we do in state and widow you withal to buy you a better husband oh my dear lord i crave no other nor no better man never crave him we are definitive gentle my liege kneeling you do but lose your labour away with him to death to lucio now sir to you oh my good lord sweet isabel take my part lend me your niece and all my life to come i'll lend you all my life to do you service against all sense you do importune her should she kneel down in mercy of this fact her brother's ghost his paved bed would break and take her hence in horror isabel sweet isabel do yet but kneel by me hold up your hands say nothing i'll speak all they say best men are moulded out of faults and for the most become much more the better for being a little bad so may my husband oh isabel will you not lend a knee he dies for claudio's death most bounteous sir kneeling look if it please you on this man condemned as if my brother lived i partly think a due sincerity governed his deeds till he did look on me since it is so let him not die my brother had but justice in that he did the thing for which he died for angelo his act did not overtake his bad intent and must be buried but as an intent that perished by the way thoughts are no subjects intents but merely thoughts merely my lord your suit's unprofitable stand up i say i have bethought me of another fault provost how came it claudio was beheaded at an unusual hour it was commanded so had you a special warrant for the deed no my good lord it was by private message for which i do discharge you of your office give up your keys pardon noble lord i thought it was a fault but knew it not yet did repent me after more advice for testimony whereof one in the prison that should by private order else have died i have reserved alive what's he his name is barnardine i would thou hadst done so by claudio go fetch him hither let me look upon him exit provost i am sorry one so learned and so wise as you lord angelo have still appeared should slip so grossly both in the heat of blood 
and lack of tempered judgment afterward i am sorry that such sorrow i procure and so deep sticks it in my penitent heart that i crave death more willingly than mercy tis my deserving and i do entreat it re-enter provost with barnardine claudio muffled and juliet which is that barnardine this my lord there was a friar told me of this man sirrah thou art said to have a stubborn soul that apprehends no further than this world and squarest thy life according thou art condemned but for those early faults i quit them all and pray thee take this mercy to provide for better times to come friar advise him i leave him to your hand what muffled fellow's that this is another prisoner that i saved who should have died when claudio lost his head as like almost to claudio as himself unmuffles claudio duke to isabella if he be like your brother for his sake is he pardoned and for your lovely sake give me your hand and say you will be mine he is my brother too but fit a time for that by this lord angelo perceives he's safe methinks i see a quickening in his eye well angelo your evil quits you well look that you love your wife her worth worth yours i find an apt remission in myself and yet there's one in place i cannot pardon to lucio you sirrah that knew me for a fool a coward one of all luxury and ass a madman wherein have i so deserved of you that you extol me thus faith my lord i spoke it according to the trick if you will hang me for it you may but i would rather it would please you i might be whipped hmm. whipped first sir and hanged after proclaim it provost around the city is any woman wronged by this lewd fellow as i have heard him swear himself there's one whom he begot with child let her appear and he shall marry her the nuptial finished let him be whipped and hanged i beseech your highness do not marry me to a whore your highness said even now i made you a duke good my lord do not recompense me in making me a cuckold upon mine honour thou shalt marry her thy slenders i forgive and therewithal remit thy other forfeits take him to prison and see our pleasures herein executed marrying a punk my lord is pressing to death whipping and hanging slendering a prince deserves it exeunt officers with lucio she claudio that you'd wronged look you restore joy to you mariana love her angelo i have confessed her and i know her virtue thanks good friend Escalus, for thy much goodness there's more behind that is more gratulate thanks provost for thy care and secrecy we shall employ thee in a worthier place forgive him angelo that brought you home the head of ragazine for claudio's the offence pardons itself dear isabel i have a motion much imports your good whereto if you'll a willing ear incline what's mine is yours and what is yours is mine so bring us to our palace where we'll show what's yet behind that's meet you all should know Exeunt. End of Act 5. End of Measure for Measure by William Shakespeare.